everybody. What's going on? Welcome back to a brand new edition of Daily to Dynasty, your home of the official music that Joe Rogan now uses on his Spotify uh, exclusive radio show. But that's okay. We had it first. Don't forget about it. Epidemic Sound, <laughs> your favorite spot stop for royalty-free music. Not sponsored, just free plug, Epidemic Sound. Uh, we have a very fun show planned for y'all tonight. It is a brand new week around the NFL. Much better games on the docket this week. Uh, the games last week were a bunch of stinkers on paper. They weren't particularly fun to watch, but some interesting, surprising outcomes. Uh, I, I thought that we were kind of in a bit of a bizarro world last week with some games that looked like they were going to be trash ended up being more exciting. Some games that looked like they would be one-sided went the other way. Um, a lot, A lot of players outperformed themselves and underperformed in other ways so we'll unpack all that as we go through uh this week's matchups we want to give a special thank you to our sponsors over at the underdog newsletter uh make sure to check them out every week they compile all the best underdog stories around the globe from podcasts and videos and articles and then every tuesday they release that in one fun newsletter jokermag.com slash newsletter uh definitely Something you want to subscribe to, get on the list. JokerMag.com slash newsletter. Rich, Marcus, let's jump right into it. And let's, uh, I'm going to be honest. The odds that I get the show out in time before Thursday Night Football are very slim. But let's <laughs> talk about Thursday Night Football because I do think that there, there's probably a few diamonds in the rough here in terms of fantasy value because both of these defenses are particularly bad. So, Marcus, let's start with you. Who do you think has some fantasy value in this game um i know people don't like the guy but i'm gonna go with evan ingram um <laughs> i mean he's he's had um only a few targets over the last two games but you know this is philly's defense um they allow the fourth most points to tight ends um i can definitely see him having a breakout game against this defense um five targets over the last two games is nothing but I think that can come to an end on Thursday with this uh, mediocre to subpar defense in Philly. And Rich, over to you. Who, who who's some diamonds in the rough here? I mean, I really like Darius Slayton in this game. Uh, the only real defense that is in this game is the Giants' pass defense. It's actually it's been very good this year so far. It's in the top ten. Um, I, the only one I really touch is Darius Slayton on the Giants, and then Boston Scott as a fill-in for for Miles Sanders. I think the Giants win this game just because the two people we talk about every single week are Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz, and neither of those guys are going to be on the field. Um, the Giants are a bad football team. The Eagles are a bad football team, which means this game is probably going to be very exciting for some weird reason. Um, and as a Jeff fan, I'm rooting for the Giants. They did it last week. Let's do it again. Get them farther away from pick number one. <laughs> I like it. I agree with you guys. Uh, I, I think the Giants are the better team here. They're four and a half point underdogs. I, I wouldn't advise betting this game, but if you are if you're hot on the Giants, they are the underdogs. And I don't know if you, if you got a strong opinion, go for it. But I, I don't have a strong opinion in this one. Let's talk about the other team in New York. This is the first one on the docket here uh, for Sunday, at least in the the, the list I'm looking at. And that's the Buffalo Bills against the New York Football Jets. Uh, this is going to be an ugly one. It just, that's like the long and the short of it. Just, uh, anyone who is a Buffalo Bill 
go, go ahead and start them. Your your Josh Allen's, your Stephon Diggs, your Devin Singletary's, your the defense, the tight end, uh, the fan, <laughs> like anybody, the tailgate, Bills Mafia, whoever. If you can get them in your lineup, go ahead and do it. Really, the only word of caution that I'll say is when it comes to Bills wide receivers is I think this team is going to go up by so much so early that all the starters could come out by halftime and it's it's just going to be the backup show. So maybe pick up the backup running back, the backup wide receivers, you know, whoever, because they're all going to get their points. The Bills are nearly 14-point favorites, 13-and-a-half. I think they get every bit of it, and I think this, this game is going to be a bit of a joke. Thank God for red zone. Rich, anything you'd like to add to my my beautiful uh, soul crushing analysis of our our football team? No, it's going to be disgusting. Um, and next week's going to be even worse for the Chiefs. So I'm actually probably going to watch this game just because I know next week it's I can't do it. It's going to be red zone the entire time because it's going to be a shellacking. Uh, let's hope Denzel Mims comes back. So at least we get someone to watch one of the young guys coming back. That would be nice to see, even though it's probably Joe Flacco throwing to him. It's going to be bad. It's going to be 38 to three type game, 38 to 10 if we get lucky. Uh, but we won't. <laughs> Marcus, any, any final points of, uh, of embarrassment for the jets you'd like to point out? Uh, not at all. I'll just say, um, Rich says 38 to 10. It'll probably be a Jameson Crowder touchdown. That's, That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, maybe throw Jamison Crowder into your lineups. Uh, no, I I wouldn't start any Jet, even if it's Jamison Crowder. Um, let's head on over to an NFC South matchup. I think this one could be a little bit better of a game than Vegas has said it to be. Right now, the New Orleans Saints are seven and a half point favorites against the Carolina Panthers. I know the Panthers didn't look great last week against the Bears. The the offense really had a hard time moving the football, but with, even with the ineptitude of, of the offense last week, they stayed in that football game. To me, the, the Panthers' defense was the more of the liability coming into this season, and they, they played pretty well against Chicago. I know the Saints are a significantly better offense, but from uh, you know just kind of looking at how the Panthers are playing lately, I do think that they can match up pretty well and make this game a little bit more competitive uh, than, than what Vegas has set this to be. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater didn't have a great game last week. I still, I think he has the ability to bounce back here. I don't know if I, if I'm going to start him this week personally, but I still love Robbie Anderson, uh, at the wide receiver position for the Panthers. Uh, Rich, let's start with you. Who are, who are some players that you like in this matchup? I mean, I think this game is where the Saints start to hit their stride. You know, with Michael Thomas coming back, almost certainly he should come back unless he's still in the doghouse. They're finally going to be a full strength. You know, you're going to have Kamara, uh, he might have a little more room to run because, you know, Michael Thomas is going to be pulling people to the outside. Emmanuel Sanders can finally go back to that number two role that he needs to be playing. Jared Cook is healthy. I mean, everyone on the offense for the Saints right now, is it could be a start. Kamara and Michael Thomas, you absolutely have to start. Um, and then on the flip side with the Panthers, you know, Robbie Anderson, he's the number two wide receiver in all of the NFL. Uh, so him and Mike Davis are definitely the two starts on the Panthers. DJ Moore also is a good start. Uh, the Saints aren't necessarily great on defense, um, but they make the plays when they have to. So I think the Saints win uh, seven and a half. I mean, that, that's going to be close. I wouldn't bet this game at all, but I, I think the Saints win the game. And Marcus, over to you. Same question. Um, I would say Teddy Bridgewater could be a good start. 
Um, he had a bad game last week against Chicago, but the Saints are up, and they have allowed every quarterback this season to score at least three touchdowns on him. Um, he's been having a good connection with Robbie Anderson, so I think that unfortunate streak for the Saints can continue. Um, I can see Teddy Bridgewater having a bounce-back game. And as far as the Saints, I mean, if Michael Thomas comes back, um, Drew Brees is definitely a start. But if Michael Thomas is out, I would probably sit Drew Brees because without Michael Thomas, it's the Alvin Kamara show. Um, but if uh, Thomas is in, Drew Brees' fantasy value goes back up, and I'll throw him in there. For sure. De- and, you know, we, we record the show kind of early, but definitely, you know, take a look at everything Sunday morning and, and take a look at who's playing, who's not, what's the injury situation, because it, c- it can dramatically change your lineups. This is a game that I was hyped about when it was Thursday Night Football a few weeks ago. And I'm hyped about it again. Cleveland Browns against the Cincinnati Bengals. Last time this game came around, I was saying, you have to start Joe Burrow. I'm going to say it again. You have to start Joe Burrow. He's playing a great great brand of football, 300 yards in almost every single game. Last time he played the Browns, he had 300 yards, 316 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I think he's fantasy gold here. Um, I, You know, I – on the flip side of, of the ball as well, the Browns won that game. The, the offense looked good. The, the team is going to try and bounce back after a pretty crushing loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Um, the Bengals are pretty soft, you know, pl- defensively. I think this one should be a pretty fun game. I think the Browns are going to come hungry. I think the Browns probably end up winning again, but I do think that the Bengals offense is going to put up a pretty darn good fight. Uh Rich, Marcus, uh, Marcus, let's start with you this time. What, what, what do you think about this game? Um, I'm with you with the Joe Barrow, uh, Joe Barrow comments. Um, 300 yards and four out, of his, four out of his last five games. And the Cleveland Browns have allowed the most passing yards to quarterbacks this season. So I can definitely see him, you know, putting up those same numbers, maybe a little better. Um, same thing I said last week, don't start A.J. Green. And um, also, I would probably sit Joe Mixon. Um, he had 46 yards against the Browns earlier this season, and they're allowing the four fewest yards, uh, four fewest rushing yards. So uh, he's definitely an iffy start. So I'm in there if you have to due to injury or COVID or bye week. But if you got something better, you know, sit down, Joe Mixon. And Rich, over to you. I'm going to say start AJ Green this week. So oh. Oh. last week he showed he showed that he's not dead yet. So I think he's probably going to have one more of those good weeks, and it's probably going to be this week, and then he'll probably end up going on IR. But like you said, you know, the Browns allow the most, you know, yards. So, I mean, Joe Burrow, he has three quality wide receivers. He's got Higgins. He's got Boyd. He's got A.J. Green. I think he's going to air it out just based on, like, what you said. I mean, Joe Mixon, not only is he hurt, but the the Browns don't really offer a lot with the rushing lanes. So I think he's going to air it out. I'm starting A.J. Green this week. You know, you guys can see it. You're in the league. He is in my lineup. So I uh, I like that start. And on the flip side, I've never seen such a discouraged four and two team. I mean, the Browns seem really spoiled right now. Everyone seems like they're they haven't won a game. It's like they're the Jets over there. So it's really <laughs> it's hard to want to start anyone on that team besides Kareem Hunt. I mean, you can't not start Kareem Hunt. He he gets the ball consistently. Odell, you know, I think he's going to have an off week. Jarvis Landry can never, you know seem to crack more than six receptions. So I think I'm going to sit him down too. I want the Bengals to win, but I think it's going to be the same result. I think the Browns win and I think it's going to be close. Yeah. I, I, 
I think it's going to be a close game. It should be a real fun one in the 1 o'clock block. Now, looking at a not-so-fun game in the 1 o'clock block, the, the abysmal Dallas Cowboys take on the abysmal Washington football team. In the and, abysmal uh, NFC East. In the abysmal <laughs> NFC East. Now, remind me, didn't y'all said the Cowboys would win last week, right? The two sure yeah. did. That yep. was like our big like. How are we feeling about about that analysis? I, I don't remember. I did. I didn't know that Andy Dalton passed away in Cincinnati. Um, mm. I thought he was alive and well, but apparently no. he is dead. So you know, no, that, yeah, that was my bad. Not not your father's Andy Dalton. No. <laughs> Starting for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, listen, I on the flip side of things, Washington played a pretty good game last week against the Giants. Like all things considering. I don't know why you go for two in that scenario, you know, play overtime. They were playing better football at the end. Um, you know, the momentum was on their side. They rolled the dice and it failed. Um, but, you know, I think they played a decent game in comparison to Dallas, who did not. Uh, Dallas is the favorite here. Listen, I think there's probably some value along both sides of the, of the offensive ball from a fantasy perspective. I think your your Gibsons and your and your Terry's and your your Amari Coopers and I think all those guys have have value in this matchup because both defenses are, are pretty porous. That being said, I coin flip who's gonna win. I don't know. I think they're both gonna try pretty hard to lose. But I think this game could actually be fairly entertaining, um, assuming Andy Dalton can like somewhat play quarterback. He doesn't have to do it all the way, but like somewhat. Uh, Rich, let's let's start with you. What's your analysis here? So I think Mike McCarthy knows that if he continues to lose, there's really no loyalty between him and Jerry Jones. So he probably wants to win a little more than Riverboat Ron, who went for the two. I think he knows that he's got a couple years under his belt to do the, mm. the rebuilding and everything else. Um, Amari Cooper didn't turn it on until late in that game. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had one of the worst games I've ever seen him have. But again, the Washington football team is not, you know, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they're both really bad teams. I don't know why they have the NFC East going against each other in both of these games, but these are the two worst games probably of the week. Um, but I, with that being said, I'm going to start CD Lamb. I'm going to start Amari Cooper. I'm going to start Zeke. I'm going to start Antonio Gibson as Gary Terry just because the defenses aren't anything um this game is probably going to come down to a field goal and very well might be a low scoring game just because these offenses aren't that great i mean no they were when it was Dak prescott but they aren't now that it's andy dalton so i'm gonna say the cowboys win i said that last week and they they only lost by like 30 something so <laughs> you know here's here's for uh you know redemption for the cowboys i'm marcus kick it over to you um i'll pick the cowboys to win this game just based on they just have more talent on the offensive offensive side of the ball. Um, that's just the only reason I'm really picking them. Um, but like you said, it's kind of a coin flip. Um, one name I throw out there is Logan, Logan Thomas as a start. Um, he's the second most targeted player on the team behind Scary Terry. So the volume is there. The bad defense is there. Um, it's a chance he can put up some numbers. And I would sit Andy Dalton, threw the ball over 50 times last year, last week, and he still wasn't good. With all those weapons, it still was terrible. So you couldn't get it done last week. I just have no faith in him until I see him do it at least once. Yeah, I agree with you. And Logan Thomas was a player I was going to bring up as well. He had a very impressive touchdown uh, last week against the Giants, like in the corner of the end zone. 
Um, and, and I don't know. I just think you, you reward someone who makes a big play in, in your fantasy leagues. And maybe he'll do it again, maybe not. But I, I, I like that that start, especially uh, when, when the tight end position is so hard to lock down. Um, yeah. especially this year. Um, anyone who looks somewhat good is someone you should go with. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons, the seemingly incredible Atlanta Falcons who yeah. put on a clinic last week. I mean, they did not take their foot off the gas pedal. They were all systems go. They scored a ton of points. They played good defense. They're playing the Detroit Lion team who has some talent. They've played some good games this year. Falcons are two-point favorites, but I, I think they win this one by – by a pretty hefty margin. I, I mean, I know, listen, I know they looked really ugly at the beginning of the season, but they would play like a really good half of football and then take their foot off the gas. And I think with the, the coaching change and, and you know, kind of having this reputation of not being able to close, they're just playing hungry now. I think we saw that last week. I think they're going to carry that into this week at home and have another really, really good game. So I like them minus two here. I think they're a better team than the Lions. Uh, Rich, what about you? I mean, <clears throat> the one team you can never really count out is the Lions, just because they're so in the middle every single year. They either play spoiler or they get destroyed. Um, but with that being said, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the Falcons win. Uh, I think Julio is back. You know, he was playing without limitations in that game against Minnesota, you know, making – making really good plays. Matt Ryan, you know, he's he's very consistent. Calvin Ridley, you know, was doing some things. I, I don't really have a player on the Falcons right now that I would say don't start because even Hayden Hurst last week had a touchdown. Um, on the flip side, the same thing goes for the Lions. I mean, you could start Matt Stafford. You could start Galladay, even Swift. I mean, Swift seems like he took that job away from Adrian Peterson now. They got young blood in there. Uh, he had two touchdowns last week. Uh, the only one I wouldn't start is Marvin Jones. I think he's starting to fall off the face of the earth right here. Um, but Hawkinson, again, is another good start. Again, the, this offense for both these teams, you can put on your fantasy team and be successful. Wouldn't start either of the defenses, obviously. But uh, I say the Falcons by seven. Falcons by seven. I think I agree with that. I, I think they're 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 a better team. They're a touchdown better than the Lions right now. Marcus, what about you? Um, I agree with Rich. Um, Hawkinson is a good start. Uh, he scored in each of the last two games. Um, he really hasn't had that monster breakout game yet this season, but I think it can come against the Falcons' defense. And um, the only thing I'll disagree with uh, with Rich is starting every Falcon. I would probably sit down Hayden Hurst. Um, less than five targets in four straight games, and the Lions give up the second fewest points to tight ends. Um, so I may just sit him down. Um, but like you said, you know, having a good tight end is kind of scarce this year. So if you got to start them, throw them in there. But um, you got, you know, a better option. I'll definitely just sit them down. So let's move on to a, a, a team that really underperformed last week. I mean, to uh, the point where I was embarrassed for them watching this game. And <laughs> that's like, that's hard being a Jet fan to be embarrassed for another team with how bad the Jets are. But I was very embarrassed for the Green Bay Packers last week. I thought they were they were poised to, to put have a great game against the Bucks. I thought we were going to have a really epic QB showdown. And Aaron Rodgers just never looked comfortable through the, the interceptions early. Just never got into a rhythm. And, and the defense wasn't able to slow down Tom Brady at all. This is a very different matchup against the Houston Texans. 
Um, but the Texans are a team that is slowly starting to find their rhythm, right? They're, they're, they're getting some victories, um, or a victory. They're one in five, but uh, they're, they're playing a little bit better now. And I don't know it after that performance from green Bay, I think the average fan would start to question, but I believe that the Packers are going to come out looking for blood. I think they're going to be hungry. I think they're going to feast on, on some barbecue in Houston. Uh, I loved minus three and a half. I'll, I'll take that pretty, pretty easily. And I think, you know, almost any Packer receiver, the the tight end whose name I'm, is eluding me, but you know who I'm talking about. Uh, you, you can go ahead and start almost anyone Green Bay because I think that they're going to be out here looking for a slaughter against the Texans. Rich is nodding pretty aggressively. So I think I, I said something right at the end there. Well, I mean, he's in my starting lineup this week. Robert Tanya from the, the Packers is in my starting lineup. Uh, he got a little dinged up against the Bucks, but I think he's going to be a full go. And like you said, I, I think the Packers are going to be out for vengeance in this game. Uh, and the poor Texans are going to be the victim here. So Aaron Rodgers is pissed. And when he's pissed, he usually plays well. Um, he seems pissed all the time though. He just seems like that type of guy. Just um, a mustache. Just the mu- yeah. That's what, that's what it is. The Hingle McGring, Hingle McGringleberry uh, mustache. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I really like Devonta in this game, Devonta Adams. Um, I like Tanyan uh, and then Aaron Jones on the Packers side of things. And then uh, the Texans, it seems like Brandon Cooks came back alive. Uh, he seems like Watson's number one guy. Watson had a really good game last week. I think, you know, based on the Packers scoring so many points, Watson's going to have to throw for his life. So Randall Cobb comes into, you know, question in some of these fantasy leagues. Uh, and then Darren Fells. I know we're talking about tight ends all the time. And Darren Fells is very productive this year. Uh, he seems like the security blanket for for Deshaun Watson. And he's someone you can throw into your lineups because he's consistent with points. David Johnson, I think he's probably going to get shut down this game. I think he would be on my bench. Uh, I say that every week, but I'm forced to play him every week. So I'm just hoping for 10 points from him every single week that he plays. Uh, it's really a toss-up at the end of the day. But I think this is – a you know, a 28 to 17 type game, which I guess isn't a total blowout, but I think, you know, at least seven of those points are going to come in garbage time for Watson. Yeah. I really like the point you make about Brandon cooks. I, he really seems to have taken over that wide receiver one role that Will Fuller was doing the, the last couple of weeks. I think we're starting to see his fantasy value go a little bit down and Brandon cooks is on the up Marcus. I forget. Did I give you the chance to talk about this game yet? No, no I don't have much my, to add to it. My brain's uh, fried, man. I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> um, I don't have much to add. Pretty much what Rich said um, and you said, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out and give an MVP-like performance. Um, had a bad game, really bad game last week, uh, and Dominic was all over him as, as, well, as well as the rest of the defense. And um, I think I see him just slinging the ball, three-plus touchdowns, and – being a top QB in fantasy, or at least one of the top QBs fantasy this week. Absolutely. I'm a hundred percent aligned. Let's, let's talk about a surprisingly good quarterback this year in this next matchup, Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. I know the Titans broke all the COVID rules Mm -hmm. and I know they've like single-handedly ruined the NFL this season with it, with all these, these like weird Monday, five PM games and Tuesday night football. But let's put all that aside for just two seconds. 
And let's appreciate the brand of football that the Titans are playing right now. They're having an incredible season. They're undefeated. Derrick Henry is had a historic game last week. Uh, Mike Vrabel knows the NFL play uh, rule book better than anybody. And I am really excited for this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are also playing good football. I think this has some real potential to be a very, very competitive game. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of value in your fantasy mat lineups here. Uh, so, Marcus, let's start with you. Who are some players to watch? Um, I'm going to start with some sits. Um, I would probably sit Ben Roethlisberger. Um, he had less than 11 points uh, against the Browns. Um, didn't have a good one. Uh, less than 240 yards through the last four games. And the Titans, they're not allowing that many points to fantasy QBs. Um, less than 20 points in three out, of, three out of their last five games. And I don't really see Big Ben exploding this week. Um, and also, I'll go with Eric Ebron as a sit. Um, bottom, he's like what, tight end number 29, 30, something like that right now. I mean, the volume just isn't there for him. Seems like Pittsburgh forgot they had a tight end. Um, he's scoring less. He's not even scoring double digits at this point. Um, I would definitely sit both of them. Um, and then you got like the obvious ones, you know, King Derrick Henry, man amongst boys. He's just going to run somebody over. Um, if you got him, leave him in. He's a fill in every week, unless he's a bye week. Um, and I would throw Tannehill in there. I mean, he, he's on fire. Um, I mean, he's doing his thing, what he got. They run through Derrick Henry. He tosses it to his receivers. Um, he's playing really well. If you got him, start him. Um, so those are my two starts and, uh, two sits. And Rich, what about you? So I'm going to add Juju to the mix. I think I'm going to sit him this week. I mean, he's just so streaky. You know, he, two weeks ago, he could be the greatest thing since sliced bread, and then he doesn't get a reception. The only one that's consistent right now as far as, you know, Pittsburgh with receivers is really Claypool. Mm. Uh, he would be my star for the Steelers. Uh, and on the flip side, a waiver guy that you can probably still get in most of your league is Ferksker, the uh, the tight end for, for the Titans. Um with Janu Smith going down, he took control of the game last week. Um, he had double digits. He got a touchdown. You know, tight ends are scarce. We keep saying it. He's some guy that you can just pick up right now. You know, whenever you're watching the show, he might still be available, and you can start him, you know, on Sunday. Uh, and then A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, since, you know, he came back, he is the most consistent receiver on the Titans. Uh, he's Tannehill's favorite friend. Um, and, like, you know, like Craig said before, I mean, the way that Rabel is playing, I feel like Belichick kind of handed off the baton. This might be the new Patriots, this Titans team. The way they play is is vintage New England. So they're a very exciting team to watch, without a doubt. I think they win. You think they win? So they're one-and-a-half-point favorites. I mean, you know, if you like if you like the Titans in this one, that, that's, I you know, they're going to win by more than a point, I would imagine. So, would you take the minus one and a half? Are you betting this game? Um, I mean, I would. I think you know, just based on how the Steelers are so streaky with with everything. You know, like Marcus said, Ben Roethlisberger had under eleven points in fantasy last week. Um, the Titans are a really good team. You know, from top to bottom, defense, offense, special teams. I mean, they're a complete football team. I don't think the Steelers have that right now. So, I would bet the Titans one and a half. Yeah. 
So there we go. Rich's guaranteed bet of the week, the Tennessee Texans. <laughs> Lock it in. Lock it in. You can bet a thousand dollars. It's it's a no brainer. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about another really fun matchup here. I think this is one of the better matchups in uh, uh, of the week. The Seattle Seahawks minus three and a half on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals put the beat down on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how hard of a game that was for them, but man, did they look real pretty doing it. Seattle Seahawks coming off a bye. They're fresh. They were a little injured heading into that bye, right? I think they needed the week off. Um, And the Seahawks have, for me, the best offense in football right now. Um, They're just, I mean, Russell Wilson is having an incredible season. DK Metcalf is a monster receiver. Tyler Lockett, they're running the football well. The defense is a liability, though. And when you look at this matchup-wise, the Cardinals have a very exciting offense. Not the best defense in the world. They have a talented defense, but they're not great. I, you know, I think this is poised to be a very fun offensive type of game. And the Seahawks, the last couple of weeks, it comes down to the last play. So really, I think it's going to come down to who has the football last. From a fantasy perspective, I think that means you have a lot of options. So, Marcus, let's start with you because I know you're repping the Arizona Cardinals hard in fantasy this season. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to start. Of course, I'm obviously start DeAndre Hopkins um, only because I know he's an obvious start, but he, I think he should have a bounce back game this week. Um, Seattle's defense just is not very good. They have the league's worst pass defense. And Kyler, By a lot. Yeah, Kyler Murray and DeAndre should feast on this defense. Um, they've allowed seven receivers to go over 100 yards this year. And um, DeAndre should be added to that list after this week. Um, I think he's going to have a monster game. I think the entire offense can have a monster game. Um, I got Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins in one of my leagues, and I have Christian Kirk in another another league. Um, So I'm going to go with a lot of the weapons on um, Arizona on their offense. Um, On the flip side, like you said, Russell Wilson – MVP candidate right now. I think he's the leader in the MVP race. Um, DK Metcalf looking like he's going to supplant Tyler Lockett. That's the number one receiver. I mean, he's he's showing you know why people know his name. He's showing the skill set. Um, so um, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, definite starts. Hopkins, Kirk, and Kyler Murray. Uh, three other good starts on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be an incredibly fun game. I just The amount of players you just named to watch for fantasy is what leads me to believe this is going to be a real fun one. Rich, anything to add on this matchup? Despite everything you guys just said, the Seahawks' offense is so good, they're going to cover the spread. You can lock that in. I think the Seahawks <laughs> win by at least seven as well. I think it's going to be, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then Russell Wilson's just going to, you know, go to – do what he does. Yeah, he's going to do what he does. And he's probably going to hit Mac- Metcalf for an 80-yarder and dance off the field. They they win by seven. I'm betting this game. I can tell you that I'm my money is on the Seahawks this week. Um, you know, just based on what the Cardinals did last week, I think, you know, they think that they, they have it all, but they faced the Cowboys. And uh, the Seahawks' pass defense is just as bad as the Cowboys. Their run defense isn't. Uh, so I don't, I don't expect Drake to run crazy in this game or Edmonds to run crazy in this game. Uh, I do expect Chris Carson to run crazy in this game. So if you're going to go for a running back, he's definitely the one to choose. 
but like you guys said, you can start anyone pretty much on offense. The only sit I would have was Kenyon Drake this week. And I, one more question, Rich. The over/under is set at fifty-five and a half. Over. 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 You locking have, it in? I mean, I'm going. Neither of these. The defenses aren't great. Buda Baker on the Cardinals. I mean, he's. You know, he's one of the defensive players of the year. He's going to make the Pro Bowl, but he can't play all the positions. And there is no Pro Bowl. They're still being named, Marcus. Oh. He's okay. going to make the roster. Honestly, that's probably better. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think they still get paid. They just don't have to, don't have to play the game. So, uh, I'm okay you know. with that. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. But, yeah. Uh, Marcus, what about you? Over, under, 55 and a half. Oh, over. Wow, just like like just like a no brainer, just like yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Why not? I I agree with you guys one hundred percent. I I think this is a pretty clearly, uh, it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, let's let's head to a game that is less fun on paper: the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I feel like I don't know. I feel like the Chargers was like such like a hot team to talk about a couple weeks ago, and. And now I'm just kind of reali- realizing that they're one in four and Justin Herbert's a rookie and like, yeah, like they're a little injured <laughs> and they're not so good. Like, I feel like a couple weeks ago we were like, oh my God, the Chargers with the kid, they're like incredible. And uh, now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Chargers, but they're more than a touchdown favorite against the Jaguars. And uh, yeah, I, the Jaguars have looked pretty ugly this season as well. I think the Chargers... Are, are a better team. I think you're you're pretty safe playing any, any of the Chargers that you own on your on your fantasy team. But you know, I think you could probably find better value uh, in some other matchups here. Rich, what's your analysis of this one? I love Justin Herbert. I mean, I think he's becoming one of my favorite players. You know, he wasn't supposed to start. He comes in based on a freak accident, and he's put, pushing Joe Burrow right now for a rookie of the year. Uh, and I think he, I think he's leading right now. I mean, he should be just based on the way he's playing, the way that they played against the Saints. They should have beat the Saints, and if you can beat the Saints, you can beat the Jags. Um, you know, so, so you I, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Justin Herbert's definitely a must start this week. Um, I have him starting in my one league. Even if I had Lamar Jackson going, it's it's tricky to pick between those guys, you know, because. Mar Jackson's having an off couple weeks. He can't get the ball, you know, in the air. He runs to make up the points. But, you know, Herbert is just he's, – he's slinging the ball. Um, so, as far as the Chargers go, I really like Herbert. I want to start Hunter Henry, but he doesn't get his points till the fourth quarter every single game. Keenan Allen has an injury, so we don't know if he's going to play. Mike Williams is a must-start if Keenan Allen does not play because we saw what he did against the Saints. On the flip side of things, Robinson, Chark, end of list. So eight points, you know, I think they can cover that. I'm not going to bet it, but I think they can cover it. And Marcus, what about you? Do you think they can cover that spread? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Any additional players on on your mind here? Um, No, same players. Um, Shark, Henry, uh, both guys, double-digit points, four out of the last five games. I can definitely see it continuing this week coming up. Elon Cole seemed to have gotten back into the swing of things last week. I think he, he put up over over 20 points last week. Maybe it was right around 20. Um, but was targeted nine times, uh, you know, 143 yards. It's so week to week with the Jags receivers, though. It's like 
the Patriots running backs. You know, yeah. Somebody's the guy one week, then you never see him again. So, and then, you know, week 11, they pop up out of nowhere and give you three touchdowns. So you really, other than Shark, it's hard to really rely on any of the receivers. Rich, were you going to say something? No, I just, I agree. I mean, streaky. Streaky. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs against the Denver Broncos. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. I think they cover every bit of that. Uh, I, I think, you know, the Broncos are well without of their their uh, league here, for lack of a better phrase. Um, but some quick analysis over from you, Rich. What, what do you think of this one? So for me, Drew Locke is the Broncos version of the Eagles' Nick Foles. Nothing works unless he's there. And when he's there, you know, good things happen. You saw last week, you know, they beat the Patriots, which no one thought was going to happen. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Chiefs, but I say, I say they they keep it close. You know, within the division, it seems like the Chiefs always seem to struggle. You know, you look against the Chargers, you look against the Broncos. When it, like, is in division, that's when they have the weirdest type games. Um, you know, McCole Hardman fell off the face of the earth. You know, this week he was not targeted, I don't believe. I, You know, he was strictly the backup in this game, which was confusing, and they just ran the ball the entire game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, he had a whale of a game. You got Le'Veon Bell coming into that team. I don't know what he's going to do with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but it would probably take at least 20% of the snaps. Um, Travis Kelsey is a must-start. Mahomes is a must-start. And then on the flip side, Tim Patrick is trying to jump Judy. Um He's consistent. I mean, he catches everything thrown his way. Uh, Drew Locke, you know, he's going to have to throw a ton of passes this week, but he's not a start. You know, even with the the game last week, he couldn't throw a touchdown. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be closer than than what people think, uh, but I think the Chiefs are going to win at the end of the day. Jump Judy would have been a good, like, early 2000s Disney Channel movie. Yeah. About, <laughs> about like, a long jumper. We should make it happen. We'll, we'll reach out to Judy, see if he wants to go into the, the Disney Channel. <laughs> into, into the old Disney Channel space. I, I think yeah. there's some some, some some real potential there for that film. Yeah. Marcus, what about you in this one? Um, speaking of Judy, I'll sit him under 65 yards in every game this season. Um, their offense just isn't consistent. It's, not, it's just not looking good. And the piggyback off that, I will sit down Drew Locke as well. Uh, five points last week, I think he gave. That's that's a no-brainer. Um, the entire season, he has one touchdown and two picks for the entire season. Um, I mean, it might be a shootout with Kansas City, but I still sit him and Judy down. I just I don't have faith in them at the moment until I see some real connection and see Judy at least give me a 100-yard game and show me some sort of potential. I think the Chiefs' defense is too good to get into any kind of a shootout-type situation. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Sit them down if they're a Bronco. It's, it, their time is going to be a different week. Let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers, who put the beat down on the Rams last week. Uh, they are one-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Patriots, who lost to the Broncos last week. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think that this is interesting that, that Vegas has this set this way. Um the Patriots did not look good last week. I, you know, I think they get a lot of credit for having Cam Newton at quarterback and Belichick as the coach a lot when you look at these point spreads. But the offense did not look good last week. I don't know if it's a little residual Rona 
for, for <laughs> Super Cam or, or whatever it might be. The 49ers seemingly, you know, have righted the ship. Garoppolo's ankle looked healthier, but you lose Mostert again. And uh, and does this offense have the ability to to be as explosive as we saw last week? They still have some weapons, right? You still have Kittle. Uh, Ayuk has looked really good. Um, Debo, right? Like, there's some talented guys on San Francisco. Um, I think that this one... I, I honestly think San Francisco is going to win this game. I know the Pats don't typically lose two in a row, but um, just kind of judging off of what I've seen lately out of out of both these teams, um, I think San Francisco is trending in the right direction and the Patriots are trending down. I agree with you. Um, I don't really understand the spread. I think it's just based on the name. You know, you look at the Patriots, you think that they're supposed to be favored just because it's the Patriots, but – I look at the Patriots and it's just so underwhelming. You know, it's it's not the Patriots. It it's no longer the New England Patriots. It's just a team that is in the middle of making itself remotely what it was in the past. So uh, I don't really like anyone on the Patriots this week. You know, I'm I'm looking across the board. You can't start any of their running backs because you don't know who it's going to be. If I was going to start anyone, I guess it would be Damian Harris. Can't really start any of their wide receivers. You know, you look at Julian Edelman, if he's on your fantasy team, that's a liability this year. You know, if you try to bet him, you know, over under three and a half receptions, you're lucky if he gets, you know, three receptions. So um, I I wouldn't bet anyone on the Patriots besides possibly their defense just because they've been playing consistent, even though they're down about six players Um, on the 49ers side of the ball. I, I love Debo, but he's, you know, not performing what he used to be because of the injuries. He's still coming back. Um, you know, Kittle obviously is a most a must start. And then if you want to have, you know, a waiver wire guy, if McKinnon's still available, he's the guy. Um, but again, there's not a really, there's not a lot of people in this game that I would start um, besides Kittle, who is a slam dunk every single week. And Marcus, what about you? Same with Rich. Um, outside of Kittle, there's no real guaranteed um, person that's going to give you a lot of points. Um McKinnon, I mean, he's a good pickup, but I think they're going to go run it back by committee. So he's probably going to share the ball a lot with other people. Um, same with the Patriots. I mean, like we said earlier, you can never really trust any of their running backs. Um, Harris played 20% of the snaps last week, and he had one target in the last two games. Um, so, I mean, he might explode this week because it is the Patriots, but, I mean, you just really don't know. So outside of Kittle, there's really no slam dunk start in this game. Yeah, I, I agree with that analysis. I think that, um, you know, th- this is a tough game fantasy-wise, but I I think, you know, betting-wise, I might put a couple of dollars on on the, the Niners here plus one and a half. I, I think they're going to win this game. And if not, I have a, you know, I have a point buffer. So <laughs> what could go bad? Uh, let's, let's head on over to Sunday Night Football. The Las Vegas Raiders are coming off the bye week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucks are four-point favorites. The Raiders have been a team I can't figure out for the life of me. I don't know when they're good, when they're bad. They're playing tough football. They're beating good teams, and then they're losing to to bad teams. And I don't know. I just I can't can't quite figure them out. But they're you know they're they're playing a good brand of football. They're coming off the bye. I think that. And the Bucks just played the best game of the year. I mean, they just 
demolished the Green Bay Packers, who most people thought would would tear them apart. The Dominican Sue had a game. He was bullying Aaron Rodgers all game long. We already talked about it. I, you know, I, this is a coin flip to me again, guys. I, I don't, I don't know who has the upper hand because I, every time I think one of these teams is about to get hot, they they tend to disappoint. Um, so I'm gonna defer to you because you guys. You guys seem to have a better better feel for the Raiders than I do. And so, Rich, let's start with you. What what do you like about this game? I mean, if there's one game that's going to get canceled this week, it's going to be this game. Um, <laughs> when your whole entire offensive line has to go home for COVID-related reasons, mm. I'm a little nervous for this game. Uh, but with that being said, you know, who knows? I think that they have to play on. The Raiders already had a bye week, so that would be very interesting to move around. But uh, – even even without COVID, I think the Bucks, you know, they feel a little more comfortable right now. Um, you know, Evans had a really bad game last week. Um, that's the only person that kind of has to get it back together. But you know, Godwin was back, so you know he wasn't. He didn't get that one yard touchdown. He gets you know when Godwin's not in. Uh, Gronkowski played well last week, which you know with OJ Howard going down, that might be the the thing he needed to happen in order to be the the Patriot. Rob Gronkowski, um, and on the Raiders' side of the ball, it's just a mismatch of players, really. I mean, John Gruden loves to add players that were good back in the day and just hope for greatness. And, you know, so far it's been working. I mean, they're 3-2. and two. They've been beating good teams. They beat the Chiefs. Um, but I don't think they're going to beat the Bucs. As, as far as starts, you know, obviously Evans, Godwin, if they're if they're healthy and playing. Rojo, he, he took that – he took the – the starting job Fournette, it pretty much can get dropped off your team. You could just hope that he gets traded to another team, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and I'd also start Gronk. I mean, he was consistent last week. Uh, I think he can do it again. And on the Raiders side of the ball, the only two that I would start would be Waller and, um, and Jacobs outside of that. I don't really want to touch anyone on that team. So I think the bucks win and I think they cover the spread. And Marcus, what about you? Um, same, most of the same stuff. Uh, Ronald Jones, I mean, that's his job now. Uh, Fournette had to take a back seat. Uh, Raiders allow second most points to running backs this year, so I definitely see him having a good game. Only thing I'll go left with, uh, with Rich's opinion is Gronk. Um, I mean, he had one good game. Um, I, f- I saw a stat where outside of Travis Kelsey this year, the Raiders have not allowed a tie in tight end to have more than 16 yards in the game outside of Kelsey. It's Gronk. Um, He's the man. Yeah. He has, he has this, this isn't 2010. So this is 2020 Gronk. So I'm just not that confident in Gronk. I mean, he had one good game and I don't know. I just, if he does it this week, I have more confidence in him, but overall I'm just a little shaky on him. Um, but yeah, I think the Bucks can win this game. I think they're just playing a lot better than the Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders' record reflects their quarterback's play. Sometimes Carr looks like he's going to keep the job. Sometimes looks like he's not going to be there next year, and their record reflects that. So I'll take Tampa Bay in this game. So I think that's going to be three across the board. I, I like Tampa here, assuming that the game goes on as scheduled. Let's talk about Monday night, Chicago Bears coming off a win against the the Panthers where they looked very, very strong defensively. Offensively, you know, they made some plays, but really that defense won them the game. Um, 
And they're facing a Rams team that just got embarrassed against the 49ers. Rams are six-point favorites somehow. Um, I think that, you know, they would like to bounce back. I think in their heart of hearts, they, they think that they have the ability to do that. But my gut is telling me that the Bears' defense is going to do what the Niners' defense did to the Rams last week. And I think they're, they're going to have a good game. And I, I think the Bears can actually win this one. Um, I, I really do. I think that the Bears' defense has stepped up in a major way. I, I get that, you know, different teams, but they're playing a really good brand of football. And with Nick Foles in at the helm, they're, they're doing the, the right things on offense. They're doing the, enough to win. Um, so I, I actually like the Bears in this one, plus six. Uh, Marcus, let's start with you. Who do you like here? Yeah, I like Chicago in this game. Um, Chicago uh, allowed a second few of fantasy points to quarterback, so I will sit Jared Goff. Um, I don't think he's going to you know, explode or anything, have a great game. Um, also, I will sit uh, Henderson for the Rams. Um, I mean, he's the lead back, but um, he's, had, he's a lead back, but he's not really giving you top-notch production as the lead back. And you mentioned that Chicago defense. I think he's going to have a tough time. Um, so I think Chicago can definitely control the clock and win this game. And Rich, what about you? I like the Rams in this game. Just, <laughs> you know, obviously, I've, I've been going against you, Marcus, for a couple of these, but we'll have to keep track of this after this week. But I just think the Rams are the better team. You know, I, I think that they have more talent across the board. And the only reason Henderson isn't giving the points that, you know, he should is because for some reason they keep switching the running back every single drive. So it goes Henderson, Brown, Akers, Henderson, Brown, Akers, Henderson, Brown, Akers. And the only time that anything happened during the game against the 49ers is when Henderson was in the game. Um, I think they, they see that this week and then they, they switch it up a little bit. I think Henderson will get the bulk of the carries. Um, I love Robert Woods in this game, even though, you know, Chicago Prove me wrong one week. I mean, when he doesn't get in the end, I'll be like, you know, sit him down. But uh, even though Chicago doesn't give up a ton to quarterbacks, I think Robert Woods is going to be the one that's consistent on that offense. Cooper Cup's got to, you know, step it up. He's, you know, he had that one long reception against the Giants. And then, you know, before and after that, he seems to be the forgotten man. Um, you know, with the, the spread being six, I don't think it's going to be that much. You know, I don't think the Rams are going to win by six by any you know, means, but I think they squeak out a, a field goal victory in this. Yeah. I, I, I just really like the bears here. I get what you're saying, Rich, but I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm team Marcus. Let's, let's go bears. Yes. What's going to happen with Allen Robinson this week, Craig? What's that? What's Allen Robinson going to do? Who, who cares? It's, it's all about the defense. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. I know. Who cares? It's all Never. about the defense. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling, Rich. I don't know. All right. I'm half asleep anyway. Talk me through your your FanDuel lineup this week. I didn't get the chance to make one, and I also didn't get the chance to to, to make a graphic out of it. So we're just going to full screen on you, and you get to talk. Okay. So my FanDuel lineup here, I have Matt Stafford going against the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons give up a ton of points every single game besides last week. Um, you know, they're the worst team in the NFL against the past. And Matt Stafford knows how to sling the ball. 7,300, that seems like a bargain. I'm using most of my money with Alvin Kamara uh, against the Panthers. 
The Panthers are actually the worst team in the NFL against the run, and Kamara probably is the best running back in the NFL. So that combination is a no-brainer. You have to spend all your money there because he's going to put up a ton of points. Uh, right here, I got a Bills stack with Singletary and Diggs. This one is self-explanatory. The uh, the Jets are the worst team in the NFL. They will not win a game. They can't do anything right. They suck at life. <laughs> Diggs and Singletary are going to put up do- double digits in their sleep. Um, let's go down to Claypool. Like I said, he's the most consistent guy right now on the Steelers uh, offense. Titans are a tough team, but they do give up the 23rd most yards to wide receivers. So Claypool is going to be the one who gets those targets. Uh, Robbie Anderson, wide receiver number two in all of the NFL. Uh, he's still cheap at 64, just like Claypool is. Uh, the Saints are going to go up you know, probably early on, they're going to have to throw the ball and Robbie Anderson's going to be the one who catches it tight end. I got Hunter Henry, you know, double digits the past couple of weeks. Jacksonville is not a very good team. Um, 25th against the, the pass for tight ends. 5,800 is a bargain. I'm going to start him. Um, in my flex, I got Swift. Uh, the, the Falcons again are 24th against the run too. So if you're looking at the team overall, you can see that their defense is the problem. Um, Swift had two touchdowns last week. So, you know, it seems like a no-brainer to get him at 61, which is very cheap. And then we're going to end it with the Buffalo Bills defense. We can go back to the Singletary and Diggs comment. The Jets cannot do anything on either side of the ball. Joe Flacco is going to have nightmares after this game. Uh, I can see the Bills scoring a defensive touchdown. It's going to be very bad for the JETS. So that's my FanDuel lineup. And I think if you play that, you're going to win yourself lots and lots of money. So maybe Rich will tweet out his pictures after this at Daily the Dynasty at Code of 522. And I'll retweet it at Seagulls94 and Soul Marcus at EMTaylor29. And guys, that is it for our lovely program tonight. Thank you so much for listening to this show this week and every week. If you're watching it on YouTube, go ahead and like, subscribe, leave a comment in the player who you like this week, who are your best bets. Who is your must-starts or your must-sits? If you're listening to this thing via podcast, uh, make sure you subscribe wherever it is that you are listening to this and leave us a nice review. And you can always head on over to anchor.fm slash daily2dynasty to interact with us a little bit more or follow us on social media at all those lovely addresses that I said before. Make sure you check out our friends at the underdog newsletter, jokermag.com slash newsletter. And that'll do it. However you're playing, wherever you're playing, best of luck in your your fan duel, in your fantasy, in your bets, in your wagering. It's going to be a fun week at the NFL. And for Rich and Marcus, thank you so much for watching slash listening, and we'll talk to you next time.